Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. There's hot popcorn and cool refreshments in the lobby, and please remember, be courteous to those around you. No talking during the movies. Welcome to No Talking During the Movies. I am your host, Stephen Austin. Uh, I am Stephen's legal guardian and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Papa Bear Tank. Tank is the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly with the podcast. Marty! Except Tank would probably encourage me to make bets with the Gray Sports Almanac and completely destroy the time-space continuum. Absolutely. What's time-space continuum when you're buying a brand new Camaro is all I'm saying. <laughs> or another 4x4? Four four. Something. Anything. <laughs> Something. You can buy stuff is all I know. It's so interesting how in that movie they had to give him a character flaw, so they just made him greedy. Like Marty McFly. Marty McFly. And he wasn't even like greedy, greedy. I mean, it's like. He was just uh, like, why not make some money on the side? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He wasn't throwing his future away to make a little bit of money. Yeah, it was just. um. Anyways, uh, we'll get into that later. Our main topic today is Back to the Future Part 2, but uh, I thought we'd go right into our question. Have you ever walked out of a film or just stopped watching because you hated it? If so, what movie and why? If not, then what movie would you have to watch that would make you walk out? Okay, so I walked out of um, Vanity Fair, which was Vanity a, Fair, yeah, which was a Reese Witherspoon movie. Yeah, because I, I understand yeah, a well, goddamn <laughs> word they were saying. Um, I didn't hate it necessarily, and and the only reason I stayed as long as I did is because I was kind of doing like movie reviews for the radio station I worked for at the time. Oh, okay. Um, so it was just one but of those, I still like, left before the movie was job. over. Um, and I quit. I hate quit watched. Uh, I I hate quit watched. Well, however you say this, uh, Punisher Warzone. Oh, it's so bad. Two, I, I don't even know. How, it wasn't long into it, but when he stuck a pencil up his nose <laughs> to fix it, I was like, I'm done. I already hated the new Frank Castle. Already hated him before the movie started. And then they started break. It was just, it seemed gory for the sake of gory. Oh, yeah. And, and there was just nothing going on there. I remember I watching out. the trailer for that and being like, well, they, they, they ruined it. They punished it. They punished it. Um, also, I follow uh, One Perfect Shot on Twitter. They're a great uh, channel that just posts, you know, really good shots from movies right. um, with all the information. And they put a shot from Punisher Warzone on there that sucked. And I'm like, who's handling your Twitter today? Right. <laughs> like, that is not a good uh The uh, guy who played Frank all. Castle in that movie is handling <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what he's it, doing. Because he's not doing anything else. Um, I'll tell you that. Well, that, that's a pretty good answer. I, I definitely think uh, Punisher Warzone is... A reason to leave. As bad as um, all the other Punisher movies, Dolph Lundgren's included, yeah. are at least they're watchable. They're watchable, yeah. yeah. I mean, I really enjoy um, Thomas Jane's Punisher with I John like Travolta. It too. I, I love that movie. I think um, John Travolta is a, a hella campy uh, villain. But Especially he since it, he's supposed to be some sort of Cuban, you know, like... Oh, that's right. He's supposed to be like... Howard Saint. Not white. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a real Scarface moment, but... Um, I mean, that scene with the train and his wife, and it's based in Tampa, which is kind of crazy. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was in Tampa um, because they go on vacation, right? And then he's just stuck there. No, he's in Puerto Rico. He took him and his family. That's right. He was he was retiring from the business, right? And then somebody was a police officer. Yeah, he was like a DEA er, super that's agent. That's right. That's know? right. He he just had all those enemies. <laughs> and he got all of his family to one place in Puerto Rico. A great idea. So that the bad guys could kill them without without running up their that's, miles. That's a good shot. The, yeah. His wife and his kid running, running down the pier. Running down the pier. Yeah. You can't Prometheus school. I mean, 
Like so, the joke is Prometheus school of running away from things because uh. of Prometheus. They've got the one big ball rolling towards them, right, and they just right. want run straight. They could jump in the water, but I think that shot alone of just the car like mm. barreling behind them is so so cool. But I love that movie. But uh, my my answer for this question is um, Wet Hot American Summer. I uh, never seen it. Really? No, okay, so I was no, expecting you to love no. this movie just off of its um. Name? Off of well, yes, <laughs> but also its cult status because that's I think what makes it so popular is it uh, has a big cult following. Sure, sure, a lot of um, stars in it as well. Yeah, a lot yeah. of big names. Uh, I think Amy Amy Poehler was in the original, but we also have uh, Paul Rudd, who he he. If the movie was only about the character he played, I would love the movie because he was hysterical. What did you hate so much about it? So it's a bunch of different stories all going at one, uh-huh. going on at once. It's like, like uh, it's like Love, love Actually, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but but instead it's like strictly a comedy. Okay. So it's all these different elements playing. Like there's this kid who just he it's a, at a camp and the counselor just wants this kid who's been sitting in his cabin the entire uh, time they've been at camp and they're doing the last day of camp is the movie. And uh, the counselor just wants the kid to take a shower. Like, that's one of the storylines is just, please, please, by the end of camp, just take a shower, take a bath, do something. And that's one of the many storylines. You watched a movie where a guy's just trying to convince a teenager to take a that's shower? That's one of the, like, 24 storylines going what on. The and that was ones? supposed to be funny. Uh, people trying to get him to try on different outfits. Well, then you also have uh, the... <laughs> people trying to get him to take a ride in their vehicle. Well, people no. trying to get him to take a drink of this alcohol and that fall asleep. That does happen. Uh, no, kind of Neverland shit are you watching? But there's an also there's also like this guy who wants to uh, just get with the other counselor. Right. Like it's counselor, counselor, the start of Friday the 13th, but he has to take these kids canoeing. So he takes mm. them canoeing and then leaves them canoeing so he can well, go sure. bang this girl. We've all done that before. Um, and overall, the premise seemed funny enough because it'd just be so much craziness going on. Right. Paul Rudd's hysterical as his character alone, but the humor overall just was not hitting with me i got maybe 35 minutes in and i was just like i'm not i'm not laughing so, so i can't do it so i just what, walked I, was it the ensemble out, nature but, of it that you didn't like or there just there wasn't the I jokes think, weren't good i think the jokes just weren't good in my opinion okay. but there then again like i'm i love just about every kind of comedy like i yeah. can watch dave chappelle special i can watch uh anchorman right you know like there's mm. there's big differences in that kind of comedy and this this falls in that line of just like silly to be silly. What what do you think is the hardest movie you've ever laughed at at a movie theater? Oh god, that's a tough question. At a movie theater? Yeah. Um <laughs> It might actually be Anchorman 2 because there's this really crazy racist bit in it and oh. me and my buddy were sitting next to these uh not white people and they were loving the bit and we were just like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> like we were just like they're laughing we can laugh right. too it's, it's it was okay. like so weird of yeah. a moment but i i remember laughing pretty hard at that now i'm just trying to remember the scene but uh, do you have an answer for that one uh, the hardest sausage laughed? fest i think sausage sausage at the fest. very end i think because uh, it kind of caught me off guard oh yeah that you know that scene's um, supposed to Catch you off guard. A uh, million ways <laughs> to die in the West also had a couple of moments where I, I. I think that's just Seth MacFarlane movies in general. They have a couple of moments. A couple of moments, yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, everything that I haven't seen in Family Guy already. Yeah. That, that he does. Because he does that a lot. It's true. He just kind of reuses a lot yeah. of bits. But Like Ted 2, the, uh, the uh, sperm bank scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. I that's directly that. lifted out of a Family Guy it episode. Is. Yeah. Um, I will say, and this is just Family Guy dialogue i don't remember it being in family guy but they put it in the trailer which i was like well you just 
gave us the best joke in the movie, but it's when they ask the girl what her name is, and she's like, Samantha Jackson, and he's like, what is your middle name? And she goes, Leslie, and he goes, you're Sam L. Jackson. She goes, who is that? And he goes, you know the black guy in any movie ever? It's That's him. him. <laughs> like, I love that bit. You thought that was the best joke in the movie? I thought that was the best joke in Tattoo. Wow, okay. It killed. Yeah, right. in the In the trailer, Fair at least. Enough. But, um... But yeah, for Wet Out American Summer, just I guess the humor didn't touch with me, but I thought I might have been alone on this, but uh the Rotten Tomatoes uh score of Rotten uh or of Wet Hot American, American Summer, Summer Rotten <laughs> American Summer is uh thirty six percent. That's not great. So yeah. I'm like, not great, yeah. but the audience score is seventy six percent. So that's I'm like different. again, that's the yeah. cult following aspect of right, it. Right, sure, sure. Um but again, I just might not have been in the mood for it that day. I don't know. But that was just um how I felt about that one. But um let's get into some news, cause I wanted to touch on this because I thought this was interesting. James Gunn is doing his Suicide Squad. Yeah. And he posted a picture of the cast list. No Jared Leto. No Jared Leto. Because yeah. I think it's supposed to be a new one. He even he even has a the in front of it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Suicide Squad. Right. Um, but names like, I don't know, Storm Reed, John Cena, Peter Capaldi. See, here's my thing. Margot Robbie's in it. I hate John Cena. You hate John in Cena? In movies. Mm. Did you like him in Bumblebee? Um, I thought he was funny in Bumblebee. I thought he was fine in Bumblebee like, because uh, Bumblebee was such a good movie. Especially with the whole, um, their name is literally Decepticons. Right. Are we not, are <laughs> we not touching Bumblebee. on that? But that's not him, though. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's true. That's uh, the writer. I watched that movie, Cockblockers, and it was, uh, I, don't he, I don't know, man. He's like just a short-armed weirdo, and I just, I can't stand looking at him. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to watch him in, in the movie. And like, who are they going to have him be? Now- Idris Elba as uh, uh, Deadshot. Deadshot. Mm-hmm. That's that's a move I can get behind. Uh, Taika Waititi's in it. Uh, Ta- Taika Waititi. I'm actually reading it now, so I might be able to actually say it right. But he's very funny. And Nathan he, Fillion. Um, Michael Rooker. Like these Michael, are some great names. These are yeah, but like where are they going to be? And, well, that's the other thing. He he posted the list with the caption, uh, uh, "Don't get too attached." So I'm like, how many of these big names people are going to be dead right in the beginning? And, like, Joker, like, is Joker even going to be in the movie? Because I know Jared Leto's not going to be in the movie. He's not, yeah. You don't think, but is Joker going to be in the movie? Because I feel like (sighs) maybe Joker kind of has to be in the movie. Do you think it would be that it's a new one? I don't think so because it takes place in such a different time frame. But does it take time? Because, yeah, maybe because they're, uh, it just, it seems like a, it seems like a weird reboot. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a reboot. Like, there's no denying that. Yeah. Um. But you know, you still got Margot Robbie as as a uh, well. You're as not. That's, Quinn, that's your that's your cornerstone. That's yeah. your marquee. You're not going to change that. But so, you know, you got rid of Will Smith as Deadshot. Well, he didn't. He I don't didn't, think he didn't want to come back. He. Uh, that was I a scheduling remember. conflict or something like that. That but, wouldn't be surprising. Uh, Maybe shooting know, for Gemini. I Man. liked him. I liked him as in in that he role. Was funny. I thought he was good. It, um, he he brought back a lot of uh. Fresh Prince of Bel Air kind of like very, style to the role, very, um, very uh, Mike Lowry. Yeah, you know, like, which I was, was into. a lot of fun. Um, um, and I thought that was, I thought that was a great selection as 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 a uh, Deadshot, and you know, I thought it was an interesting part. But mm-hmm. um, you know, Margot Robbie, uh, as big a star as she is, yeah. and as uh, as big as Harley Quinn now is, I feel like you still got to have the Joker. 
Yeah, I mean... I feel like you can't have Harley Quinn without the Joker in she, some capacity. She might barely be in the movie. Because you okay, also, that's a good point. You also have Birds to of Prey she, coming up. She's got Birds of Prey, yeah. which is going to be her movie. Like, right. the poster came out, which it looks awesome, right. in my opinion. Well, and it says something about the uh, the adventures or something like that of Harley Quinn. Right. It, yeah. It's all about... It's all about her and, like, people she runs into. Yeah. Ewan McGregor is playing a gay black mask, which I think is really funny. That's fun. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. flamboyant. And I'm like, black mask has never been that, so I'm interested in seeing, like, how they make the character that, and that seems like fun. So, I don't know. DC has a lot of potential coming up soon mm. with a lot of their products. We obviously have talked a lot about um, Joker, Joker and yeah. how we think that's going to be just all around a masterpiece. But Suicide Squad isn't going to have the same feel as the joker will no way and it's you know but it, i think it's gonna be fun just from the text alone that they're using i'm like they're clearly going for a style i just you know i don't want another guardians of the galaxy movie that is my fear i mean his brother is on the cast list too sean yeah Gunn. <laughs> right like i don't i don't want that and i don't need it and michael rooker's on the cast <laughs> um Michael Rooker, though, is, like, a great actor. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he can like, actually play a different role. So, he's not going to be Yondu yeah, from Guardians just, of the Galaxy. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where, I don't know, I kind of want to see something different. Like, the quips and the the jokes and the ha-ha moments. I, I get I'm, I'm not opposed it, to that. Here's another thing that bothers me in movies. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, for instance, I'm a big G.I. Joe fan. Have been G. since G. I was five We years talked old. about that, I think, last week, too. The movies are terrible. Yeah, they're not great. Part of the reason is because um, movies nowadays don't tell stories uninhibited. There's no narrative that just picks a direction and goes. Everything has to be uh, situationalized oh, yeah, to they- please the Chinese market because the Chinese market is so big. Well, I mean, that's why Transformers movies is still going strong. Yes, exactly. Um, And, and also why they're bad because they have to make them where, um, it appeals. Barely any sense, but now Bumblebee, that movie was tight. That was was a good Transformers movie. It was basically iron giant. Yes. Which is a fantastic film and probably one of the best animated films of all time. Um, but, they made Bumblebee likable again. They brought back the 80s uh, yes. style for the Transformers. Which it should Any, be. Anytime that I see Optimus Prime in that uh, yeah. movie, I get giddy because he looks like how Optimus yes, Prime is exactly. supposed to look. And um, Bumblebee's a beetle. Yes, like, like he's supposed to like be. he's supposed to be. Not, not a piece of marketing ploy. That's definitely you know what, what I mean? he was in the not, original. Not because of, in the, you um, know, there's a new car to promote. Right. Because that's who he is. And that's, that's what who he they did wrote every movie, too. He, up, he upgraded to, like, yes, the new model, right? Exactly. It's so, so dumb. Even when, even when the movies got to, like apocalyptic era yeah. he's like i'm gonna uh, apparently they're still making this new model well yeah of course get the 2020 model if anything if nothing else happens you've always got an upgradable camaro well so um we're getting a little off topic with talking about those but it, it, you know it's what you're saying with how this product with Suicide Squad looks like they're definitely taking their time and hopefully putting some real heart into well, the story. Well, Joker isn't going to be full of quips. No, absolutely not. You know what not. I mean? Like, it is going to be a movie with a right. narrative and a story arc and characters that have goals and, mm-hmm. you know, have heartbreak and have de- definition. Where these movies, and, and, you know, MCU does it too. Right. And MCU is pretty bad at it where... Uh, they'll take a serious moment and they'll break it up with some some asinine quip. Yeah. But you know, I I chalk that up to that's the MCU thing. Now that's their style. When, when Suicide Squad, the original one, right, 
was shot. I can't believe it, we have to say the original. Right, because it was just three years ago. <laughs> when it was originally shot, it was shot. shot it was it was sharded out. It was sharded basically out. Basically, yeah. what it was. Um, Who directed that? Darker. I have to figure that out. Um, like, and they added all the quips later when they found out. They were like, oh, we got to make this funnier. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. Yeah, because I think the. Um, I think because everybody, like, always puts down DC for being so dark because mm. everybody likes the Marvel films because they're quippy and they're fun and they're light. Even when we get movies like Endgame, like all I saw online after Endgame were people posting pictures of uh, Hulk handing Paul Rudd two tacos. Right. Like, you yeah. know, like everybody's always talking about the funny bits. Um, so I think that's why people always go like, why does DC have to be so dark? Well, um, and now the- they're just trying to fight that. Uh, view people have. Don't try to fight your enemy by being them. You know what I mean? That's stupid. Well, because they're, you know, I think we talked about this last time, DC's way of, like, counteracting Marvel was to be Marvel. Right. (laughs) I'm like, they've already done it. They're already successful. They're really good at it. They're really good at being Marvel. Yeah. Um, David Ayer was the director of the original Suicide Squad. Sorry, I was wondering who that was. Um, Anyways. But yeah, I I'm looking forward to this new one. I'm sure I'll have much stronger opinions about it once we see a trailer. Sure. But it's it's a bit of a ways off, and that's also the reason why we're going to be waiting for Guardians 3. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, it's a good thing that he's got work because yeah. he's clearly very talented. Um, all right. So in other news, we also have the Knives Out trailer, which we didn't yeah. really talk about this when we were talking about fall movies, but I think this movie looks awesome. Well, it kind of slipped under the radar a little bit. It did. Um, I just remember seeing like an article or something saying Ryan Johnson's making a new passion product, a whodunit. Mm-hmm. And then people go, who's Ryan Johnson? And then he, and then they follow up with, he's the director of The Last Jedi. And then people go, I'm not oh, interested. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, he's that, yeah. he's a talented director. I get that. I get that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I think that's why I've, you know, slid under the radar, even though they're still, um, like, in the trailer, it's like, from director of Last Jedi and Looper. And I'm like, like, oh, wow. wow. That's like, from the director of <laughs> The Last Hurricane. <laughs> And the producer of dog food. But, you know, so, I don't know. I watched the trailer, the first trailer, and I was like, I'm already in. I was in with the cast alone. I mean, the cast is stellar. So great. Um, For one thing, I'm focused so much more on the family that they're talking about, but then uh-huh. I always remember, anytime I watch that that trailer, I keep going, Oh, that's right. And Daniel Craig's the main character, right, the, right. the detective. Yeah. And he sounds great. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited for this. Uh, do you have anything to say about? Knives I mean, it, out? Just, it I looks mean, great. It does it looks really so look cool. great. I'm. Uh, it's one of those ones. Uh, you know, it's kind of snuck under the radar for me. I remember seeing the uh, trailer a while ago, mm-hmm. and then being like, "Oh, I want to." I'm, I'm really looking forward to find out more about this. And then I just forgot about it because you know, there's a lot to distract you right. out there, mostly ever- pornography. <laughs> well, so I forgot about it up until uh, I saw. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in theaters because mm-hmm. they showed the trailer then. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that movie looks awesome. I did a little bit more research. And then, you know, a couple days ago, they released the new, the final trailer. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, Thanksgiving. I'm excited. <laughs> like, this this looks great. Um, but so that's that's super exciting. I'm, I'm so ready for that movie. Um, and then I wanted to talk about this one, too, because it it brought up 
a problem I have that they keep doing with these movies. But erectile movie, dysfunction. Not that. No. Uh, but this this movie does look fun. It's Paul Rudd's new Netflix film called Living With Yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I think it looks like a lot of fun. The trailer looks interesting. It's I thought like, the trailer was scattered because I felt like it was trying to be a comedy. I think it's a, a drama comedy. and a horror at the same time. Yeah, it, it looks like it's all over the place. Yes. And I'm fine with that. Like yeah. the style alone is something new and interesting. Mm. Um, something we don't we definitely don't see a lot of. However, the trailer did something that I absolutely hate, and I want to see if you hate this too. I'm sick of seeing movies where they do this, and they go, Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd. <laughs> I hate that crap. I'm like, I thought we got rid of Eddie that. Eddie Murphy. I, and Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy. And Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. I thought we got rid of that joke when Tropic Thunder made fun of it when Jack Black played every character in his own franchise. No, no. Like, I'm sick of that crap. And they Dude. do it in the trailer for this movie, and I was like, damn it, I thought you'd be better. No, no. It's, it's interesting, too, because... Uh, Netflix seems to really be bringing the thunder. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, um, they they did that. You know, maybe maybe because you know I've had some pretty mixed experience is with Netflix movies. Well, I think the problem is Netflix. Um, they've they've said their goal is for like ninety percent of the stuff they have on their service to be originals. Yeah, which is crazy because that's not why we started watching Netflix. No. Mm-mm. Um. But they started giving us very good products. Um, But the problem is, and I think even South Park does a joke where they're trying to, where the kids are trying to get their own franchise Mm -hmm. and they call Netflix up trying to get their own franchise and the guy answers and goes, Netflix, you've been (laughs) greenlighted. Like, (laughs) like it does not matter what it is. We'll give you money. I I watched a movie this weekend called Bushwick with Dave Bautista. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard of it. So it's picture Red Dawn. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead of the, the Colorado wilderness, <laughs> it's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Interesting. So it was, it looked like, and, and this isn't a dig. Like a good action film? or It wasn't even like super action packed. It mm-hmm. was more like kind of Cloverfield-ish. Oh. Where it was, it felt like it was shot on an iPhone. Oh, okay. And you're just kind of following these people. Not a ton of action sequences, a few, but it had like a real, like, um, um, What's the what's the movie with the the purge? Had a real purge vibe to it. Oh, okay. But like not as gory. And uh so I'm looking at that and then I'm looking at this new, you know, and you could see there's probably a year or two difference in these movies, mm-hmm. but you can already see an increase in quality oh, okay. in these Netflix movies. Yeah, I think they're definitely going like if they know they have something special, they will put as much time and effort into it as they possibly can. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie that also came out. I saw the trailer for it. I haven't watched it yet, but it's the kids who go to, like, summer camp and then aliens attack. Rim of the World. Rim of the World. Did you watch that? I did not watch it. It looks I wanted to watch it, and then after watching the trailer a couple of times, I kind of lost interest. Well, because I feel like most of the trailer has the plot in it. Like, I would have been way more entertained knowing it's kids trying to survive an alien apocalypse. Uh, that's a little bit comedic here and there. 
Um, but they also do like the the soldier passing it off. It's up to you. Right. Get the key. And I'm like, well, now I already yeah, know like the like, middle point of the movie. You know, it just it feels like a very 2019 child empowerment movie. Yeah, I definitely with like a diverse group of friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's. However, there I don't is, know. there is a joke at the end of the trailer that I thought was really funny, where the guy's looking at uh, where the kids like. Might as well get wasted because it's the end of the world. He's a little kid and he's holding like a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's like, he says something like, 1960 uh, something. Man, I thought they had new wine over here. And he like throws it. <laughs> right, like, right. It's so funny. But like they know how to fight and they know how to drive cars. It's like, yeah, it's come like, on, man. I get what you're going for, but um, the production value in the trailer was enough for me to be like, all right, Netflix is really throwing money I mean, at this stuff. it's high production value, yeah. and Aliens looks really good. Bird Box is, like, another one of these movies that... I haven't seen it, but I've heard just fantastic things. I, you know, I wasn't super impressed. It really? was um It was uh, The Happening, <laughs> basically. I was, except, except people liked it? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, really. It was basically The Happening what that is, people enjoyed. What does Mark Wahlberg say in that movie where he's like... Why won't anybody give me a second? <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a second. I was thinking about this earlier. Why do we put Mark Wahlberg in movies? <laughs> I, yeah, I was watching. I'm Max like, Payne was on cable this morning, and I was like, "Oh, that's my right, God, this would have been so much better with John with Hamm. an actor." You know what I mean? Oh my God! Yeah. I want John Hamm in just more movies. That's I love him so much. Or uh, um, the guy who played Negan. That guy would be oh, awesome. Oh, Jeffrey as, Dean Morgan. Yeah, He's, Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be awesome as Max as Payne. A Max Payne. But it's um, like you got you got Mark Wahlberg over well, here. Well, Mark Wahlberg did um, uh, Boogie Nights, which is like his big acting mm. bring up, and that's a great movie. And I don't hate and then Mark I Wahlberg. Can't think of any other movie I've seen where I was like, oh, I love Mark Wahlberg. Three Kings. In that. Three Kings. Three Kings. That that was a tight ass movie. I forgot he was in that. Um, and I liked his character a lot because yeah. they used it sparingly. Mm-hmm. George Clooney was amazing in that movie, and it was such a like an like such a cool time capsule. Uh, of a movie, and um, so I would say that uh, the boxer. I mean, Mark Wahlberg was great in the boxer. The boxer or the fighter? The fighter. The fighter is a fantastic movie. Yeah, I, and it's funny too because I don't think I don't think he got nominated for best actor no, in that movie, but Christian Bale got nominated for best well, supporting Christian, actor. Christian Bale acts circles around him in that. Well, movie. yeah, because Christian Bale's like. Ten times the actor. Oh my god, he's yeah. an actor. No, absolutely. Uh, but like, there there are definitely great. movies yeah. that I like Mark Wahlberg in. It's just. <laughs> just this perpetually quizzical personality that he always has. Like, everything's a question for him. Like, even when he's trying to be a tough guy, <laughs> I don't get it. You know what I mean? What was that? Like, it was also in The Happening where the lady thinks he's going to hurt her. And then he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets real wide-eyed and, and real panty. It's just like, oh, my God, just calm bad, down, Wahlburgers. I don't know. But how about we move on to our main topic today, Fair which enough. is um, Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, uh, which I rewatched it again. I've been rewatching any movie that's our main topic. That's smart, man. Which uh, so it's pretty fresh in my head. And then I also make notes of it, mm-hmm. like while I'm going through, so I can have like more kind of funny things to mention. But the first thing I want to mention for this movie is something about the movie that follows it. This movie knows how to tease a movie. Yeah, they mentioned the West sparingly. Sure. Doc wants to go to the West. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his dream place to go. But we have to destroy the time machine. I can't do it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's upsetting. Um, it all started with his great uh, ancestor, right. yeah. Bulldog Tannen. And it, like, has the picture of well, him. And I'm like, you know, those movies, they were they were filming them simultaneously. The part two and part three, yeah. yeah. So they so, already had a lot I mean, of footage it, it to it use. It was basically one whole movie. Yeah, I mean, that's... and. 
So Brooke sat with me, my girlfriend, she sat with me when we watched uh, uh, part two, and I asked her by the end of it, I was like, I can't remember which one was your favorite, and she was like, it's all one movie. It is. It's from part one to part three, it's all one movie. Basically, essentially one movie. And I'm like... All right, that makes like that makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I made her pick one out of the three, and she, pick? uh, she picked three. She thinks three is a lot three. of fun, which I thought was an interesting answer it's because a good pick. Um, I feel like the the common answer is number one. Yeah. Um, which my answer is kind of funny. My favorite's this one, number two. Mine too. Uh, I love part two. I do too. For many reasons that we get the present, we get the alternate present, we get the future, and then we get back to the first movies 55, 1955, which is so cool. And him back in 55, when he goes back to 55, he's a way cooler version of him back in 1955. He's he's not a loser anymore. Like even when the uh, leather jacket (laughs) the hat, he just looks so cool. Buy buy 50s clothing that's inconspicuous, and all he does is buy a leather jacket, sunglasses, and a fedora. Yep. (laughs) And he's got the walkie-talkie, and he's like, all right, Doc, I'm I on the it. case. Yeah, man, it's so God, cool. God, he's so great. And, like, the um, dude, honestly, I remember, because, I, you know, I was a kid when this came out. Mm-hmm. You weren't even alive yet, but I was a kid. And, dude, we we were convinced that that was the future. Well, so and that's, that's exactly how it was going to be. Which, it was um, going to look like that. They got it was going to feel right? like that. Yeah. <laughs> the um, uh, Pizza Hut did a thing where they, they did sunglasses when oh, you bought really? a pizza, you would get sunglasses from the movie. Oh, that's so, so cool. So you'll, like, see these sunglasses in the movie. You you got those from Pizza Hut. Oh, that's so awesome. I mean, and it was really cool. That's we all cool. We all had them, and we all traded them. Dude, we were convinced hoverboards were coming. Oh. We were, like, we just, we were so stoked on the whole thing. And uh, the flying car, the whole nine yards, the Which, whole... Um, I will also say about the hoverboard, that's one of the other things that I love so much mm-hmm. about this movie. Not only just the scene with the hoverboard and... Mm-hmm how it's mirroring the scene from the first movie. Right. Um, but more importantly, that he takes that hoverboard with him, and it, it's even a prop in the third movie. Right. Um, but the fact that he has it when he has the final confrontation with Biff in 1955, right. he's like, he's 60 years in the past before this hoverboard even right. exists. Man. And he's riding it around in 1955, and that alone is, like, mind-blowing. It's just so happy for the, me. Like, I love this Such movie. a great movie and, and so fun. Like, just, you know, when you talk about a movie that you go to and you just have fun watching it. Yeah, like. You know, you can just enjoy it. It's just it. a great time. Yeah. And the third one is, too. The first one, I feel like, is just a solid movie where it's got a nice build, you know, mm-hmm. a nice problem. There's obviously these fun bits in it. But I feel like Back to the Future 2 and 3 just went, let's just make it all fun. And, like, there's still stakes and there's still drama, but the fun is right in your face. Well, it's kind of almost like as if, you know, um, like, they got to the end of the first one and then they did the line about, you know, uh, we're going, we don't need roads. We don't need roads. And then they're, like, uh, had this huge successful movie on their hands and, like, "Uh uh-oh, why do we need him to go back to the future? Well, so that's the (laughs) other problem. Uh, So... Uh, now I'm trying to remember the name of the the girlfriend, Jennifer. She does not need to go to the future with she them. She does not. But, you know, they made the first movie. It was successful. The end of that movie was supposed to be a joke. Like, it wasn't right. supposed it to wasn't, be a thing. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't supposed to lead to the... And then it became one of the most popular movies of all time. Well, you know, um, Jen, you know, it's also kind of bizarre because you're not supposed to change anything and they go to the future <laughs> specifically to change things. Right, which I thought is... Interesting that he changed his mind about that, but I guess it was more so um, 
I don't know. I'm trying maybe to think why would in the Doc future, ever think it's that? fine. Maybe Doc's just looking out for him. I guess because it's not altering their current timeline. Because yeah, Doc knows he's going back. Altering him. the it's timeline. It's altering everything. And the timeline could be running parallel with every other timeline. That's true. So you never know, like you know what what you're creating. I mean, I honest know. to God, like that <laughs> that could be like disastrous for 2015 and beyond. Maybe that's what happened to us. Maybe somebody diddled with the timeline. Line, and that's why everything's so crazy right now. <laughs> I started thinking of the uh, Avengers Endgame line where Paul Rudd's like, so Back to the Future is just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and they're talking about time travel. <laughs> but oh, we're doing a time heist. <laughs> we're doing a time heist. Yeah, um, no, I, that's kind of what it feels like. And this movie took four years to come out, by the way. Yeah. Like, they really took their time making it. Well, and they did such a great job. Like, it's unbelievable so effects and uh, great story. Jaws 19 with director Max Spielberg. <laughs> 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 like... I don't know. This movie is just so, so fun. Uh, Some of the notes that I have that I thought was interesting was when they're in the future, there is a moment where, you know, uh, uh, Doc says, you can't uh, alter the timeline, the hypocrite he is. Which we're actually here to do, which which is why we came here. And he's holding the the almanac and he's like, I didn't do this for financial gang, whatever. He throws it in the trash can and then they walk away. Biff, the old man Biff in 19 uh, or 2015 walks out behind a screen door on a futuristic building, and all I could think was, why is there a screen door? On a business. <laughs> yeah, like on a business in yeah. the middle of like this town square. And I was like, I thought that was really interesting. It's so that he could hear everything that was going on. That's yeah, why so they put the screen door right there. behind yeah. it. But it made a great shot of like him coming out of the shadows, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I feel like that's what the screen door was for. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, exactly why. Um, I also think it's interesting that the girl is so ha- the little girl is so happy that she's like, keep it. I got a pit bull now. Right. But if you notice in the scene before that, uh, uh, Griff, the future Biff, mm. puts his puts his uh, like partner or partners his uh, his gang members' hands like attached to the pit bull because it's yeah. got so much power. They go flying through of the thing. Somehow the girl gets it. But what happens to the people's hands? <laughs> I was like, if she's holding that thing up and it's like just, three dismembered hands, hands, down, hands yeah. dangling. <laughs> she was really excited about that too. Yeah. Um, I love Marty in this movie. He's so damn cool, except they give him a character flaw and not the greedy thing. The character flaw that they give him is, for some reason, Marty can't be called a chicken, which they keep continuing on into the oh, next yeah, movie, that's which is the, fine. Yeah. It's funny. Um, but I'm like, what a character flaw to give the coolest character. Also, because time. he wants to fight people. Hey, here's a tip. If you're 5'2", 125, <laughs> shouldn't fight everybody. Well, it's really funny that they keep doing that scene where he's like, he like turns Biff, and then in this movie he turns mm. Griff around, and that's just like he's just like you, all yeah. you see is his eyes just over his yeah. shoulder because of how tall he is. I'm like, oh, um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of fun things about this movie. I like that in 2015 we still use faxes. Yeah, because remember he gets fired, and sure, then it's like sure. the guy's like, read my fax, and they've got like four fax machines in the building that all just say you're fired. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like they got so much wrong about the future. Oh, they did. They were really off on that. I don't one. know how they got the Cubs right, but just luck. That just was all luck. absolute, like ridiculous looks. Do you think just the Cubs in 2015 were like, well, now we have to. We do have it. to do it. We have to do Go it. Go get some players that we need to. Yeah, because we can't do this alone. Back or to the future. It's all predicted. rigged because after a national disaster, um, what? the Patriots always won the Super Bowl. To remind us that America is oh patriotic. My God. Yeah, I never noticed that. Yeah. 
Uh, it's all a conspiracy. Yeah, it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> That's crazy. I never, I never noticed that. But um, I thought, I thought there was another thing that kind of drove me nuts. First off, I love that they go back to 1955, and it's Marty avoiding past him, but also mainly just trying to get the almanac from Which, Biff. By the way, at the time. Fucking music, like movie magic. Like oh my nobody, God. everybody was, everybody was blown away. Just seeing old Biff mm-hmm. talk to Marty in 2015, and then Griff, the yeah. same actor, is in the doorway yelling at the old uh, version of the same actor. Yep. I remember looking at it while I was rewatching it and going, "You can't tell it's fake. No. Like you, like this movie came out in '89." Uh, and it looks better than a lot of, like, that Absolutely. alone looks better than, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing now. Such a great job. So well done. Oh, my God. Or them, or uh, the two actors um, back in 1955 sitting in the car together, mm-hmm. and Marty's behind them, and there's that clear cut where it's supposed to be, like, where the line is. But then, like, he throws the almanac across it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, they had to match that yeah. in the shot. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's so incredible. It's really good. Movie making. Yeah. And, um, God, I just can't believe it. Uh, and the fact that Marty plays, uh, his son as well, mm-hmm. and they actually made him look like, like, it looks like him, but it also doesn't look like right. him. There is a disconnect. I think they gave him, like, different teeth or something. Well, they made him look like, uh, his daughter, too, which I thought He's was. also his daughter, <laughs> which, at that point, I was just like, just use Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> like, I get the joke that you're going for, but, like, she's already there, and she, like, you're giving her a paycheck just for, like, screaming at the old version of herself, which is a great joke, by the way, when the door opens and yeah. they do, and she screams because she's young, and then mm. she screams because she's old. Mm. Oh, so funny. Um... But I will say, when they go back to 1955, uh, so Biff wants to beat up Calvin Klein, Marty, um, who's currently just getting off stage after playing Johnny B. Good, while the other Calvin Klein, Marty, uh, the one that we're following in this movie, is confronting him. And the other Marty comes out, knocks our Marty out with the door, and just walks past Biff, and Biff doesn't think anything's off when he sees two of them. And I thought that was crazy that he doesn't say anything. Well, at that point, had he already met old man himself? He did, but the old man never said anything about. Oh, that's true. The old man the didn't future, know. He, uh, he just, you know, they even have that great joke that's where a great um, point. when they're in the alternate uh, 1985, mm. and Biff's like, "Some old guy comes up to me, says he's my distant relative. I see no relation." Right, <laughs> it's right. like the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I just thought that was crazy that that's something that they used as a joke just for young Marty to knock our Marty out. Right. But Biff doesn't think anything when he sees two of the same guy right in front of him. Also, did all of this already happen? Because in time, everything has already happened. Exactly. I've thought of that, too, where, um, you know, like Doc meeting himself, helping with... uh, uh, setting up the um, the wire for Back to the Future mm. Part One, mm-hmm. and you know he's like, "Oh, hand me the you know blah 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 screwdriver," and then our doc is saying, "Don't you mean the something something?" And he's like, mm. "Oh yeah, you're right." So I'm thinking, if that took Doc an extra two seconds because he had to do the different screwdriver, right. would that completely screwed up the entire plan? Absolutely. It changes the time of the lightning strike. It t- exactly. changes the timing of everything. So all I'm thinking is like, 
they are supposed to be there. Everything they're doing helps the it's first movie happened. out even more. Yeah. Um, the fact that those bullies don't beat up uh, Johnny B. Good Marty. Right, yeah. Because our Marty's saving him with a bunch of sandbags. Which, by the way, those guys are dead. Like, he killed them. Good, Those, yeah. those sandbags landing yeah. on their head, they're dead. People died in the 50s all the time. Nobody thought anything <laughs> no, of it. Especially when our Johnny B. Good Marty's like, I mean, I gotta get back to the get back to the future and he just like walks over them like, like oh no, some corpses <laughs> who yeah. cares right that's the way it was in the 50s there's corpses everywhere but i think what this movie does best and i think we'll uh we'll end the podcast on this thought but i think what this movie does best is the teasing for the next one because even doc getting struck by lightning in the delorean and disappearing and marty's stuck in 1955 and then the car pulls up behind mm-hmm. them, and it's supposed to be like a secret agent, but it's really just a guy working for the delivery company. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we've had this letter for 70 years, yeah, and we amazing. didn't think anybody would be here. And I'm all, all I'm thinking is like, this is the way that you get people pumped for a next movie. Absolutely. These guys, uh, uh, Robert Robert Zemeckis thought of everything really when did. he was writing these out. And And, you know, part of that I think comes from – um, seeing the whole project from beginning to end, you know, the, completing the exactly. arc instead of continuing a story that doesn't need to be continued, saying this is the beginning, this is the middle, and this is the end, Right. you know, I think allows him to kind of close those holes, to Which, tie those knots. And then, so I say that they do the best way of teasing the next movie, mm. but then they give us basically a trailer, yes. which some people love, some people hate. Love I, I thought it was great. Because then, cool. then for those people sitting watching this movie are just going, wait, so they're, Going back to the West? Yeah. And then you see everything There's Western the in the movie. Yes. Also, little other hints, like um, how they tease the next one where uh, old or middle-aged Biff is watching uh, The Good, The oh, Bad, and The yeah. Ugly. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, he's got the cast look at this. Iron. And he's like, bulletproof vest, genius. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is like, Marty's currently standing behind him getting an idea. Right. Like, yeah. it's so damn smart. Spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler alert, but, you know. Movie's 30 years old. Movie 30 years old, exactly. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm I'm so, at this point, I'm more excited to talk about Back to the Future Part 3 just so I can watch it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very and, true. You know, for our uh, main movie, uh, for our main topic, Movie Club, which is what I'm going to can try to continue call thing, calling this thing. I like it. Um, we're doing Back to the Future Part 3. That'll be the next episode. Uh, please, if you haven't seen it, or if you're uh, uh, just following these series with us, please, please go and watch this movie. It's so, so good. Um, and the series as a whole is. And I think when we stop talking about Back to the Future Part 3, next time we'll just talk about the series as a whole. Uh, to end it off. And then we'll talk about Uranus as a whole. And then we'll talk about Uranus as a whole. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. The planet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what else do you think I yeah, was talking exactly. about? exactly. All right. Well, uh, I thought that was great. What do you think? Uh, I give it a C. C plus. All right. Well, we'll try better next we'll time. Fi- we'll, we'll fix it next time. <laughs> Going to the West. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. I am your host, Steven. I'm Tank. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye-bye.